Welcome to Food Farm Talk on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, Canada, and on a podcast on all the major platforms. My name is Paul Smith. I'm one of the hosts of Food and Farm Talk, and the others are Emily Duncan and Abdul Rahim Abdullahi. Soil health and conservation has again become a very popular topic in Canadian agriculture, and the Soil Conservation Council is really the only national organization working on soil conservation. And today we're Pleased to have uh, Jim Tatarchuk, the executive director of the council, to talk about the council and its work. Back in November of 2021, the council had their virtual summit on Canadian soil health with the theme Healthy Soil, Healthy Planet. And they also sponsor the annual Soil Conservation Week in April each year. And that often has a focus on soil urendis with that weird combination of uh, underwear, soil, and microbiota in the soil. And that's garnered a lot of uh, media attention and public interest in the last few years. And Jim can tell us about these and many other activities of the Council. So we're broadcasting here from the treaty lands of the Mississauga of the Credit First Nation of the Anishinaabek. And please follow our podcast and our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook accounts. So thanks for coming on the show, Jim. Appreciate your uh, time coming in from Manitoba. Thanks for having me. And uh, so why don't we just start with you introducing yourself a bit and talking about how you came to be with the Soil Conservation Council so listeners can understand a bit about uh, you and your... Well, just a little bit of my own background. Um, uh, Paul, I completed a master's degree in soil science. And uh, following that, I, I stayed at the university for a couple of years to teach and to do research. In 1986, I moved to the provincial government here in Manitoba, where I worked for um, a number of years, and again in the area of soils and soil management. Uh, and in uh, 1991, I moved on to um, working for the federal government. Over the 40 years that spans, um, I've, I've got a uh, very big interest and ex- a lot of experience in soil health management, conservation, and um, some of the, seeing some of the benefits that are coming from that. So that's who I am. I live in I live in Manitoba. It's a, it was a mild thirty one degrees here this morning, and then apparently two days from now it's going to be zero. So if you don't like the weather, look out the window. <laughs> that was good. It'll change. To, I learned a bit more about you that way. Too. From that too, so uh, maybe you can now talk about the the council itself. It's been around for about more than thirty years, and can you talk a bit about uh, where it came from, the origins, and some of the members, corporate and individual, and and about the history and how it's evolved. So we uh, we actually um, the council long before I was part of it got got our start for um, from um, a. Uh, a study commissioned by the Senate of Canada in, in 1984, Senator Herb Sparrow from Saskatchewan um, sought and received authority from the Senate through the Agriculture and Forestry Committee to conduct a, a detailed survey of soil and water health across Canada over a couple of years uh, of time. And um, it just when you get a chance, Google uh, soils at risk. Uh, and you, you can read the whole thing. There's some really interesting consultations and uh, quite a number of recommendations. But the one um, relevant to this discussion is that one of his recommendations was to 
form an organization like the Soil Conservation Council mm. of Canada that um, could focus in on, on these uh, issues. So we are a farmer-based organization. We have uh, a membership of individuals um, that range around 100 or so over year. It's not a big population. But we also work with groups like Fertilizer Canada, Crop Life Canada, Ducks Unlimited, and for those of you in Ontario, provincial groups like uh, Ontario Soil Crop Improvement Association. And so we, we have in the past done, um, done work on greenhouse gas um, reduction. Uh, we've done work in, uh, with Fertilizer Canada in uh, uh, training um, for our, uh, training trainers for, for our um, nutrient management projects. And I think one of the most recent ones that was uh, a great deal of fun was uh, Operation Pollinator, which is a program we ran with Syngenta Canada. Um, looking at, at um, taking so-called marginal lands, less, less profitable lands out of production, putting them into pollinator habitat and uh, managing those for a couple of years. So we do a range of things and I know we're going to, we'll, we'll get into some of the other things later on, Paul, but I think that gives you sort of a flavoring of where we've come from over the years. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I think it's, the origins you mentioned uh, back with the uh, the Senate investigation into soils at risk uh, with Herb Sparrow. That's it's a really important one that uh, probably lots of younger people, millennials and Gen Zers, wouldn't be aware of. And and I always like to think of of this the current interest in soil we have now is sort of like a, the third wave, and that the uh, wave associated with soils at risk was kind of like your second wave after the. The dirty 30s wave of uh, uh, that was sparked public interest as well. So I think that's a, that's a really good, uh, and I didn't realize the connection with the specific re recommendations. So that's really interesting to hear. Well, and I, I think when we when we look at things, uh, and I'll 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 link back to this um, later on if we get a chance. But there are opportunities that come along in time, and you need to refer to them as waves where we, we have a real opportunity to bring soil health, soil conservation, um, and just the interest of Canadians to, to understanding um, how important soil is to them and some of the benefits that it brings to them. And so we have to watch for those opportunities. And Senator Sparrow, um, I, I actually knew him a little bit. Uh, he was a very, a very insightful guy, but also really dedicated to uh, to the land and because he was born and raised in a Saskatchewan farm and still uh, to the day he died was part of the operation. So he was good. He had a personal stake in it, but he also had had a, a larger stake in it. And I think he recognized the, the power of, of engaging the public in, in our work in, in soil conservation and health. Yeah, that's great. Now we have Rob Black as a champion in the Senate again. So the National Soil Summit that you had back in uh, November, that's one of your regular activities every couple of years. And it's one of the few events that's, national events at least, that's focused on soil conservation. And, and I had the privilege of being part of this one and, and a couple of previous ones. So maybe you can talk a bit about that summit and, the, and, the, and it is a regular item that you do and, and what you're trying to accomplish with that one in particular. Yeah, we try to do one every second year. Well, we don't try, we do. Um, and it got a little trickier this year with, with COVID. But they, they are, um, 
there are opportunities for people in in the business to to meet um, together and usually in person to you know to talk about the issues of the day to talk about new directions to just share experiences uh, one of the things we always do in in our summits is we make sure that we have good scientists and good uh, um, good observers like like you Paul and when you when you spoke for us this year but also that we we share experiences of farmers so that they're able to tell people how they have achieved their goals in soil conservation and health and, and share that with other people. The, the summit the summit this year was really um, a, a finer focus on looking at the types of benefits that good soil management, soil health management, conservation management, utility management can bring to Canadians um, so that we understand those better. Not all of them are at the farm gate. Many of them are, are ones that, uh, that affect people not involved in farming. So we wanted to try to gather that together and, and help build understanding of that. We wanted to also, as we always do, share our collective information on how soil management systems can be put in place that do these things. And there were a number of farmers that spoke and some technic technical people and scientists that shared their knowledge and experience there. The, the part that was um, that I thought was uh, well new but, but important for us is that we also spent a lot of time talking about how we measure, monitor, and communicate our results in soil health. And uh, I can I can link back to that one later on. So it was sort of a three pronged three pronged approach this year. One, let's let's examine the benefits. Let's talk about how we manage to manage to those benefits, and then how do we communicate our success. Yeah, you also had uh, as part of that uh, sort of regional discussions as well that focused on Western Canada and Ontario and and the East. Were there things that came out of those that were uh, that you're going to be acting on, or? Yeah, there were a couple of key things, and and you know it's um, it's nice it's nice to see in a country like Canada that you can get groups like that together from different regions in different rooms, and. Uh, apart for some really fine detail, they come out with kind of the same things. And that's what, what, what we saw with those regional groups that you talked about, is that the expression of what they thought we needed was different. But the sort of the, in general, they were the same, the same pieces. And the, the, first, the first thing that I, I saw and uh, reported by others is that there's a really strong desire and interest on the part of producers to um, to keep learning, uh, to, to seek to, to seek change, uh, and to apply that in their farms. So um, I think we also we also heard uh, and saw that we need more information in in two areas. One, economics. And that's what you spoke to, Paul. Thank you again for that. But uh, I I've been around for forty years in this business, and uh, one of the things that I've always found a little frustrating is that the the actual case economic case for conservation and now for soil health has not really been well made uh, over time i think we're getting there i think because that's one of becoming one of the obvious missing pieces in the puzzle but it was good to see it brought out as a as a major need that that we have to have because you know the, as the old saying goes on the farm if it pays it stays and um, mm -hmm. farmers are business people and um, they they need to and deserve to make 
make a living from what they're doing. And uh, the other thing I, that I, I noticed in, in my uh, participation in this event was that there's a real strong call out there for more technical expertise and information on the ground. And, you know, many examples of, of people who had access to farm advisors uh, that really didn't didn't know or really even think about soil health and soil conservation. And so I think I think we need to make sure that in the future that we we get more of that on the landscape, either through training ag professionals, more peer-to-peer -peer work, more use of webinars, um, concentrated effort uh, is needed there. So those were my major takeaways. Yeah, I mean, just on the economics, it is interesting that how people talk about that a lot. And as you said, uh, the actual empirical study of it is lagging behind some of the more scientific aspects and and how you talk a lot about it, but show me the money is kind of the expression, right? So, although I must admit, having just been involved in something like uh, along those lines, as you mentioned, uh, it is pretty slippery too, you know, and the prices change. And so right now it's very interesting because of the, Price of nitrogen is so high that uh, the, the case for a lot of these practices is, is even better than it's been for for uh, many years because of the sky high prices. Well, I so guess if it was easy, it would have been done by now. But uh, yeah, you're, and, you're quite right. It's so you you mentioned the idea of monitoring and uh, and uh, technical ways of, of charting progress, and and so one of the things that uh, you folks publicize on the, in the Soil Conservation Week is the Soyorandis test, which is sort of a lighthearted way of uh, looking at uh, monitoring for soil health. That sort of captures media's attention. And I, I've been amazed over the last uh, couple of years, as it's been done by the council, how you kind of combine the bit of the yuck factor and the underwear and all these things. And it grabs people's attention, like soil doesn't grab people's attention very easily. So this seems to have caught people's attention. And I do remember hearing a piece on the British Broadcasting Corporation about this Canadian initiative. And 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 I think it was Alan Crizzle uh, who was on, on the BBC at that point. Can you talk a bit about that whole initiative? And Yeah, and, and it's, it's right as you said in your intro, it's a, it's a light treatment of a very, uh, very complicated um, scientific process but uh that sort of the the, the the science lesson here is that this is really about proving that soils are uh, are living breathing entities and that it really matters how we treat them. Uh, if we do certain things we'll kill it if we do other certain things we'll make it healthier and so it's really hard to it's really hard to sort of show that in, in, in any way, we came across some um, some experience um, from from Europe, where they were using um, strips of cotton buried in soil, and they were trying to come to some scientific way of determining the biological activity of the soil, which is a, a symbol of health. That's not the whole story. But biologically active soils usually are healthy, so. If the soil is biologically active, uh, the critters in there want carbon. That's their that's their food source, and cotton is is a very rich source of uh, carbon. So they will eat that. They'll digest that. 
And then you can examine the extent of decomposition of your sample of cotton and determine relatively speaking, whether that soil is biologically active or, or not. So long story short is what we do with um, help from a lot of partners and with the help of Stanfields Canada, uh, we've been able to supply schools and partnerships or uh, partners and local organizations with um, plain white men's underwear, cotton underwear. And so in the, as soon as the soils thawed in the spring, you go out and bury them and you leave just a little corner sticking above the ground, mark it and come back in late June or maybe even July, dig it up and then have a look at the, the degree of decomposition that's occurred. And so we've got stories and uh, photos and, and experiences from all across the country where people will dig it up and there'll be nothing left but the elastic band and no undies. <laughs> so in that case, <laughs> the, the obvious conclusion is there's a lot of life in the soil. The soil must be fairly healthy, so that's good. And we've had ones that have come back that for one reason or another, um, there's very little decomposition. And so that's the opportunity I've only had one of those personally at, uh, at, a, at a canola field day here a couple of years ago where one came out uh, that I buried and it was laundered and worn them. <laughs> but so the question was asked, well, why did that happen? And your other 10 samples are, are pretty much consumed. And so we went back to the area and looked and it was a um, it was an area that um, uh, had been eroded, uh, the knoll, top of a knoll. Mm. And there are all kinds of reasons why it wasn't as biologically active. Yeah. But the point was, is that's the opportunity where you can have that discussion as a whole. Why? How come? How come that that pretty much dissolved in the soil? This one came out wearable. So, uh, and then you, you you can begin to have that conversation with with kids and and people, and um, it raises their awareness of soils. And you know, maybe they treat their lawns and gardens better. Maybe they now understand how complicated it is for farmers to make their decisions and how they manage their land. So, Yeah, you know, it's a, it is a good uh, attention grabber. And, and as you say, it sparks conversations and, and, uh, and so on. I did one in my backyard this past year. It was a pretty good, pretty good soil. So most of it was gone. And, uh, and I did see, it was very interesting. Uh, I saw at a soil and crop annual meeting, a young guy, He's in middle school and he did for his science fair project, he used this technique on different fields and, uh, and he, you know, did the, uh, went to a science fair with it and, uh, and then he won some awards for it too. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, so, you know, it's, it's, I, I think the most important thing about, about it is that it, it gets, it gets people other than, other than people in agriculture talking about it and beginning to think about soil. So as more than just dirt, realizing that what you do to soil does matter. So it's, yeah. it's a fun thing to do. It, it snaps heads every year. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very low tech, which is good too. You know, there's also high tech stuff for uh, studying soils that too. And along those lines, uh, in the uh, another effort of the council is this soil health report card, uh, looking at kind of an and you do a, an assessment of how soil conservation is is working out in different parts of the country you know good bad excellent and that sort of uh scale and uh so that's a pretty useful i mean these sort of report cards are very useful uh, 
in ma many areas of uh, government policy to, to kind of spur action. So maybe you can tell us about the, the report card, and I know you're doing things with it to uh, make it e even better for, for next year. Yeah, the, the idea came to us through uh, Dr. Mario Tenuta at the University of Manitoba, and he had he had been playing with the idea. And I think it came to him as he was looking at one of his kids' report cards. But it it told us it told it told a story very succinctly, um, and in in not in 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 a neutral sense in a neutral sort of language. And he thought, well, what if what if we could do this with um, with soils in Canada? And so in 2019, we we uh, we asked him to present his thoughts at our summit in Winnipeg. They got a lot of interest, and it was a very very simple, um, really just a couple of observations from Mario and his colleagues across the country. They they put their heads together and uh, boldly struck out uh, to to make to share some opinions about soil health across Canada. And since then, we've been working with Mario and, and, and others. The part I missed is that it, the release of that got a lot of information. Uh, Mario got a lot of calls. We got a lot of calls from media. And people were kind of interested in this. And so we thought, well, we need to do more. Um, what we're doing now is we're trying to do a couple of things. One is to, well, most importantly, make the information behind the scenes more robust. So we're trying to get better information on soil health, um, more observers, more inf calling them informed observers, and build you know build the um, build the database and try to normalize that database uh, so that we're you know, really making valid comparisons across regions and from year to year. And if we can keep this going for a while, it'll give us trends, uh, and that's the most important thing. And it may not be you know, it's not it's not peer reviewed science. But I think it's going to be good enough that it will be influential in people's thinking, influential in in how we can inform policymakers and, and program designers in Canada. To, it'll still be something that uh, your grandmother can read and would understand. And it's not so more data and more people doing the observations would be expanding the kinds of the kinds of information that we're asking people. So. It'll be it'll be a few years uh, a few years and you know hopefully we get a product out at the end that uh, that really gives us uh, the pulse of soil health in Canada. Yeah, no, I th and I think it is a, the technique the report card technique is a sort of tried and true for for I know consumer groups and environmental groups do these sorts of things fairly frequently and yeah. and, and as you say the media pays attention because it can be a a point of talking to politicians or talking to scientists about, well, why is that, you know, mm -hmm. an F or a D in, in your particular region or province? So, so that's a, it's a good yeah. tool. And hopefully we'll be, be again, spark more conversations about, about the whole soil health. So I know in the last few years, mm -hmm. uh, you and I have, have chatted about this, uh, another project you have on the go that funded, uh, Called the Soil Carbon Roadmap, and and that was talked about at, at your summit as well. So so it's a really interesting project. So maybe you can outline for us what that project is. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. It's been a it's been a long project. It's a project we've done in cooperation with the, uh, the, the Compost Council of Canada. 
who also shares a, an interest and passion for soil health. And really the, the whole point of the study was to help more people put more carbon into soil and keep it there. So enhancing soil carbon is the, is the roadmap we we're trying to build. And so we looked at uh, a number of areas of, of challenge in doing that. We looked, first of all, at um, growing the understanding of, of carbon in soil, how it fluctuates and what, what affects it, to understand a little bit of the science of, of how that works, to look at some of the uh, constraints that um, people have in managing to enhance soil carbon. We certainly looked at the benefits of that. Um, and then we looked at, um, at the, in the end of the study, one of the things that we looked at very closely was, was um, the role that enhancing soil carbon in Canada can have in reducing um, our carbon footprint. And I'll, I'll circle back to that one in a minute. But uh, we will be releasing the, the, the full study that will be on our website, soilcc.ca. Um, very, very shortly for everybody to read. But I'll, I'll give you my top three, if you will, Paul, uh, of what, what I hope people can get out of the study. And I think the first, first is we have, <coughs> excuse me, we have a real opportunity in, in the scientific information we have on soil carbon. What we found in the study is that's, that's not the constraint. There's lots of good information there, our understanding of of the science, the biology and chemistry of, of soil carbon is pretty good. The second thing is we have, uh, we have a lot of good experience and a lot of capacity in developing management plans and management practices that can enhance soil carbon. So we've got that going for us. And so if we can pull those two things together, we can see, and we did some, we did some calculations uh, on what the impact of uh, various levels of, of implementing good soil management practices would be. It, it, if all goes well, the perfect, the perfect story is that um, we have enough science knowledge and knowledge on how to manage soils that if we can promote it properly, we can take a large, large chunk out of agriculture, agriculture's carbon footprint in Canada. And that is, that is a huge thing. That's um, that that makes that makes managing soil carbon very important for for our industry. So um, those are my top three from the study. There there are eleven recommendations. Um, we do we do make uh, eleven specific recommendations about actions that we think we need to see support. Yeah, well, this is very topical given the uh, focus on uh, climate change and uh, carbon sequestration and and that by the federal government too. Uh, in terms of offsets, either regulatory offsets or voluntary offsets and so on. Are you hoping that that will feed into that process? Because I know they have some, a uh, protocol development process. Well, we hope it does. Uh, not, not just that one specifically. Um, you know, our, the scope of our work was to look at building the roadmap and how people use it is, is up to them. But it was, it's designed for that very purpose. For, um, mm -hmm. So are there any other uh, kind of highlights from the work of the council that you'd like to point out uh, before we well, sign I off? Yeah, I do. Uh, I just want to circle back around to uh, where we started with, uh, with Senator Sparrow, and you alluded to it earlier on, but I think uh, 
Senator Black is is has proposed uh, to the Senate uh, Ag and Forestry Committee that that we undertake a study um, of uh, of soil health uh, that would update the work that Senator Sparrow did 35 years ago, and I really think the timing couldn't couldn't be better than it is right now, given the, the rise in interest and in, in importance of soil health and conservation in Canada. And so I you know I would just ask people in the business to watch for that. Um, it's a, a public process. There, there will be opportunities for people to support it and con contribute knowledge to it. And I, I think that it, it may be the next most important thing that comes into our world of soil health in the next one. Yeah, uh, Senator Black has been doing a good job promoting the idea at various meetings. And I actually I thought of getting him on the podcast and, sh and radio show here to talk a bit about it and maybe I will maybe I'll put that on my futures list of, uh, I think that's a very good idea <laughs> yeah thanks a lot for coming on the show uh, Jim and uh, look forward to maybe we'll get an update on future work sometime in the future on the show and sure. thanks to all of the listeners on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph and on podcast and you can check out the show notes in uh, or the links in our show notes uh, and on our social media feeds to uh, to the work of the uh, Soil Conservation Council. And please tune in again for another episode of uh, Food Farm Talk in coming weeks. Ah.